Welcome to the IT Career Energizer podcast. For anyone who wants to build and grow a career in IT, develop and improve your strengths and skills, be inspired and motivated by the successes of others, manage your career progression, and achieve your IT career goals. And now, your host, Phil Burgess. Welcome to episode 153 of the IT Career Energizer podcast. My guest on today's show is Melissa Perry. Melissa is a product management coach and consultant and founder and CEO of Products Labs. She has trained organizations and teams on product management best practices and has spoken at more than 30 conferences in 14 different countries. Melissa is also author of Escaping the Build Trap as well as launching her own school, Product Institute, in 2016. So, Melissa, can I ask you to expand on that brief intro and tell us a little bit more about yourself? So, um, as you said, I, I run a company called Products Labs. It's a product management consultancy. So, what I spend my days on um, has varied over the years, but I work pretty much daily with uh, the C-suite of growth stage companies, so CEOs and chief product officers and CTOs, uh, helping them understand how to strategically scale their organizations in a really fast-paced environment where they're adding people every day and they're figuring out how to standardize things. So we um, we set up product management organizations there. We set strategy with them. We help uh, pave a path for the future of their company. So we have a partnership with a venture capitalist firm called uh, Insight Partners. We work with all their companies and, and places outside them as well. On the other side, too, I do a lot of product management transformations in large enterprise companies. So my team comes in and we train all product managers who are in that role for the first time. I work with the executive team to really understand how to set up a good product management organization, how to make sure that um, we have the right people in the right roles, we have the right strategy set, we have the right organizational setup, and uh, we have the tools needed to, to be successful there. So most of my day is about consulting, and uh, trying to really solve um, interesting problems in product management, all the way from building a career in product management, all the way from starting out to being a leader at any type of organization. Great. Okay. So, Melissa, can you maybe share a career tip, um, one that the IT Career Energizer audience need to know and perhaps don't? So my career tip, and I think the top one that I got was, always go somewhere where you can learn from somebody who is there. So especially with um, product management, it's such a new role and it's a new field. And I see a lot of people go to startups to be the first product manager, or they ask me, like, should I, should I join Google as an intern with product management? My tip for that is really to go somewhere where somebody's done it before. They're going to take you under their wing and you're going to learn from them. And I think that's the fastest way to hone your craft and really learn how to do it well. Right. So do you have any specific advice for anybody who may be looking to get into product management? There is no really good path to get right into product management. So most of the people that we've worked with um, are in large uh, enterprises where they went through transformation. They were kind of like, ta-da, you're a product manager now. Um, So those people happened up in those roles, whether it was the best for them or not. Uh, So that's been the fastest way for people to get in. A lot of startups will um, hire people as their first product manager and basically be a do-it-all person. What I found is that uh, great product managers, so if you go online and you follow 
some really great product leaders who are out there, CPOs of organizations. A lot of us are trying to create um, apprenticeship models or associate PM models to help grow and bring people in uh, into that career. So I would either look around for a product leader you really admire, somebody that you want to learn from, maybe reach out to them and see if they have any open positions um, in an associate type role so that you can scale and learn. Or the other route is to go into an organization in an adjacent field. So whether that's in user research or UX, if you're a designer in design or if you're an engineer, and then make it known to them that you want to learn more about product and see if you can form a career path into that. Right. Okay. So in terms of sort of the evolution that's going on around product delivery, is presumably product management is quite a growing area as well. Yep. Definitely. Uh, it is probably one of the most in-demand jobs uh, that we have seen around here. I like try to get people into it. Unfortunately, without you know those regular career paths or breaking into it, it's a little hard to figure out how to get started. So those are all problems that we're trying to solve um, with the organizations we work with and with ourselves at Products Labs. But it is um, a growing field and um, it's some of the highest paid fields in the technology industry as well. And it's really, really in demand because it's been hard to find people who have a great background in product management and who've done it before. Yeah. Okay. Um, So, Melissa, can you tell us about your worst IT career moment and what you learned from that experience? (laughs) I think the worst uh, career moment that I had was I really, I was a product manager um, in a company. It was a, a marketing platform and I really butt heads with the CEO there. Uh, so I went in with this, you know, attitude of I've done this before. I know how it's good. I know what good product management looks like. I had started teaching it to other people. I was really about experimental methods. And when I walked into that company, I was a little bit of a know-it-all. And the CEO was very much um, a typical founder, like we're doing it my way and this is how it's going to be. And I didn't have that tact or that awareness at the time about how to really vary my way of speaking with people and how to how to bring them along on my journey so I just really approached it with a brute force of like you're doing it all wrong and I you know I was a little snotty person like walking around being very upset that um you know that everybody was not listening to their customers and not doing user research and and I never stopped to think about how can I approach this on their level and how do I bring them you know bring them along to my way of thinking how do I sell them on this idea rather than try to like brute force it in so that, um, I butt heads. I did not make any friends there. Um, I got into a lot of arguments with people and I was miserable. Like I, I did not have a great time at that job uh, because I just really approached it with the wrong mindset. Uh, I started towards the uh, end, you know, after like about six months or so of that job, I started to really learn how to refine my approach, but it was, it was a hard, long journey and I lost trust in the people. Uh, the people I worked with lost trust in me. So I, I really suggest anybody who, you know, goes into a company, uh, even if you look around and you don't know why people are doing things, like always try to approach it from the perspective of the other person, like put yourself in their shoes, have empathy for them, try to figure out what they're thinking about, and then try to sway them to your side, right? Try to sell them. And that's a lot of what we do today in consulting is really try to make sure we understand people's positions. And, and that's a really good leadership too. No, I agreed. I think the last point in particular is really understanding why people do the things they do. Um, mm-hmm. On face value, it may not make any sense to you, but once you understand the reasons, it becomes easier to uh, comprehend why things happen the way they do. Yes, definitely. Okay, so moving away from your worst moment, can you perhaps tell us about your career highlight or greatest success? 
one of the biggest achievements for me, I think, um, was really, uh, it was early on in my career. Uh, so one of my, I guess let's make it my epiphany moment. It's, it's the thing that made me do what I'm doing now. I was um, a product manager in a e-commerce company and I had just learned about all these wonderful ways of experimenting with uh, users, trying to figure out, uh, experimenting with product to make it better for our users. So we need startup methods. How do I get more feedback from people? Um, and I got buying from my boss to run some experiments. And what had happened previously is that we had a CEO come around and say, like, go build these things. And we'd all jump and we start building it. And when I started experimenting, we started getting data on whether those things would actually work or not. And the CEO was super into it. He said, this is fantastic. Like, I'm so glad you're questioning, you know, what I'm doing. And we're really getting data on whether this is the right way to go. So that to me was um, the thing that set me on this path of like, how do we do product management? Well, how do I help other people do this type of product management and really kicked off my career. But that moment, even like as it was fairly early on in my career was a really pivotal moment and a great success for me because I was able to position myself in the organization as a leader, as somebody who is um, doing things differently and start asking really hard questions of our, our management team. And the management team responded really, really well to it, uh, just surfacing that data and trying to get uh, get people to be a little bit more scientific about why we did the things we did. Sure. So I presume um, you're able to do that because of the culture within that organization as well. You know, it was in a particularly different culture than many of the other places I've seen. I will say the leaders were more open-minded than some I've run into, but it wasn't vastly different. I think it was the way that we approached it. Um, instead of just saying, you know, instead of going out and telling everybody, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to build your things. I'd come back and say like, Hey, if, you know, if I take, you know, you want to do this thing, it's going to cost us, you know, X hundred thousand dollars with the development resources we have, but I'm not sure it's really going to work because X, Y, and Z. How about I take one week and test it and get some feedback and we feel a little bit more sure about that spend. And they were like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like that's logical. Why would we spend money on things that... We don't, we don't want to do. So I think uh, the culture was supportive to logic, right? And I think it was also about making compelling arguments. And that, that's really where I learned to, to phrase my ideas or the way that I wanted to approach things in a more uh, you know, scientific format or a more business case type format where we got buy-in. And I, I think that was particularly helpful there. And I also did have a boss, like I, I did have a boss who was very receptive to me trying new things and to doing that. The first one was a little hard to convince, but after they saw the results, everybody was like, yeah, keep doing that. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Melissa, what excites you about the future of the IT industry and careers in IT? I think it's evolving so much. So what you're seeing right now is, uh, you know, traditionally we had project managers, we had business analysts, and we had developers. Um, you know, we had system admins, we'd have website admins. Now um, it's becoming so much more dynamic and there's so many different roles to specialize in. You can be a specialist or a generalist, um, but you're seeing the emergence of, you know, UX designers and not emergence, but like you're seeing growth of those careers in UX design and UI design and, and uh, data analysts. And I'm really excited for um, more of these uh, data analysts to get on our team. Their data engineers make such a huge difference in my life as a product manager and the growth of product management. Um, so there's, there's so much more opportunity for people who may not be in just a programming background to get into technology. And I'm really, really excited to see where that goes. Are there any particular technologies that interest you or direction that technology is going? I think there's 
there's a couple of things going on right now. Um, I think ethics is playing like a huge part in the technical products that we're seeing, like especially with Facebook, Google, this privacy of data. How do we do that? As technology becomes more dominant in every everybody's life and all these things are starting to, everything we're doing is starting to move online, right? From Apple Pay to just the way that we've been networking for a while, but like networking, everything lives on technology today. How does that shape up in a world where that grew really, really fast and maybe we weren't ready for it? But I think we, we spent so much time in the past looking at the technical complexity of all those things, like how do I build Apple Pay instead of like the ethical ramifications um, of that, of sharing data, of doing advertising, these types of things. So I'm really excited to see how that shapes up in the future and how companies really rise to deal with those issues. Yeah, there's certainly some technical challenges there, I'm sure. So we'll see Mm -hmm. how that turns out. Okay, we're going to go into the reveal round now. We're going to find out a little bit more about you and the way you think. Are you ready for this? Yep. So what first attracted you to a career in IT? Um, Ever since I was really little, um, I, I remember the first time I ever wanted to get into IT. My dad had a, a magazine uh, with Bill Gates on the cover of Fortune. And he was like, you should be a computer programmer. Like, that's what Bill Gates does. And my uncle worked for Microsoft. And it was like a really big thing in our family. And he was like, you should do that. And I was like, I like playing on computers. Like, sure. <laughs> like, let me start thinking about that. And, uh, you know, that was, that was super early on. And I, I kind of just took it from that path of, um, I was really interested in computers and technology. And I like, I liked figuring out how they worked. Um, I liked tinkering on them. I wasn't necessarily somebody who took apart computers and rebuilt them or anything like that, but I just liked how you could do so much more with um, computers. So I got really, really into that in school, um, and I pursued like a career in engineering, um, and I went. Uh, I just kind of went from there. And I had a pivotal moment, I think, coming out of um, college of like, what was I going to do? And a lot of people from my major, even though it was um, engineering, it was operations research engineering, um, a lot of data and statistics. A lot of people are going into investment banking and doing finance side, but I always really liked the technical side of things. I wanted to stay closer to building products or working for a software company. And I tried to get into banks on the IT side, and I didn't particularly like it because I felt disconnected from the business. Um, and then I ended up in some startups where technology was the business, and I found like a very good home there. And what is the best career advice you've ever received? Um, the best career advice I ever received was really to go somewhere where I was going to learn. So something that stuck with me early on was I, I was at like a panel right after I graduated college and um, there were some women leaders there and they were saying, are you ready to earn or are you ready to learn? Like which phase of your career are you on? And they said, you know, if you're not really topping out on, if you don't really know a lot or you're starting out in your career, like it's better to go to places where you're going to learn rapidly. Um, rather than chasing money. So go to places that give you an opportunity to really, um, you know, learn from the best and and have ownership and really grow there. Uh, So I did that path and I feel like I'm still on that path. Like I'm still learning every single day, but my entire career has been about pushing myself into different directions where I can learn more. And that's where the happiest. So I think really understanding like where, where you are and what you need to do to grow, like whether you're, you're in learning mode or if you're switching and you're already like at the top of your game and now it's on earning mode, um, understanding where you need to be and what you want to go after, I think is key there. If you were to begin your IT career again right now, what would you do? Oh, um, I, so I went to um, a bank immediately after college and started working there. 
And I was in a developer role uh, because I learned computer science in school. I didn't really know what I wanted to do. A lot of people were making money in computer science, so I was like, great, I'll go do that. Uh, and when I was there, it was such a slow-paced environment for me, so I didn't learn a lot. Like, I, I had, like, a lot of downtime. I had a lot of, uh, you know, I, I didn't have a ton of mentorship. It was kind of, like, tinkering around with my own stuff. And I had gone there really for security reasons, like, you know, good pay, big company. And I thought like the only places you can go to earn things are like these, these big financial institutions. And I grew up around New York. So that was a big thing there. Um, if I had to start over all again, I would really trade like my path. Cause I, I thought it was good to see everything. But if I had to start again, I really would have looked at, I would not have dismissed smaller companies or startups, um, in getting into it and learning about stuff there. I would have probably looked for something that was more, um, more interesting to me from a domain experience or somewhere where we had more of a mentorship path or something where I could own more things and have a faster paced environment. Cause I think when you're, when you're just starting out that career, like you have a lot of energy and you, you want to spend it somewhere. So finding something that's going to let you use all your energy and learn and grow like that is really key. And what career objectives are you currently focusing on? So one of the things that I I'm really trying to do in the next level, like I've done pretty much all of product management all the way through. Um, I've done, you know, I'm training chief product officers right now to be new chief product officers of these growth stage companies. That's great. I've done large transformations. Um, my objective um, is to learn more about domains that I, I don't really know about um, or pieces of uh, organizing and running companies that I'm not as aware about. So like one big push we're doing that I know a little bit about, but that I've been learning about from last year is like pricing and packaging. How do we do that? How do we um, really price and package like software products? And another goal too is I'm trying to get on um, a board. So I'd love to have like a board seat on a company, be an advisor there, um, you know, help help them really grow their products. So those are my my two objectives to like round out my skills from a holistic company perspective and, and try to get onto a board. Yep. Okay. And what's the number one non-technical skill that has helped you in your career so far? Mm-hmm. Oh, 100% um, executive presence. Uh, I think that's one of the key things. So as we're training more and more leaders, this is really the thing I see that makes or breaks people being able to rise up, um, you know, from a product manager to a chief product officer or even an engineer to a CTO, it doesn't matter. Um, But if you want to get into leadership, the thing that you really need to hone and work on, even from day one, is executive presence. So that means, um, you know, sounding confident, um, and presenting to other people, being able to sway people with your ideas, with data. It's not about like, you know, being super salesy, but you have to be salesy. Like you have to show data, convince people of your ideas, get them rallied, get ahead of it. Um, and then also understanding how to, uh, to vary your, your tone and your approach for certain people. So like I said earlier, I didn't know how to do that with the CEO of that company that I got heads with at the time. And learning that afterwards has really accelerated my career. Learning, um, you know, that executives do not care about the same message that developers care about, and you've got to pitch them in different ways. I think that's the the fastest is acceleration to your career, especially if you want to move up into leadership. Melissa, can you share a parting piece of career advice with the IT career energizer audience? Yeah, I think the my final piece of advice here um, kind of echoes back into what I was talking about before, um, go somewhere where you can really find excellent people and learn, especially as you're starting out, find somewhere where you're going to be in an environment um, where you're not just by yourself, because then you have to 
you have to figure out and go outside of work to, to really learn. And that's like a lot of effort, which is great. And I, I really applaud people for doing that. But you're going to accelerate so much faster if you surround yourself by really, really smart people who've done this before. And then you get to go out and lead your own things eventually too. And finally, what's the best way we can find out more about you and connect with you? Yeah, um, I'm on Twitter um, at Lissie Jean, L-I-S-S-I-J-E-A-N. Um, I love talking to people there. Uh, my website's melissaperry.com, and I also blog on Medium. And then feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, and I, I post some things there too. Melissa, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been great chatting with you. It's been great chatting with you too. A quick thank you again to my guest on today's show for sharing their career tips, advice and experiences. You'll find a show notes page for today's episode on the IT Career Energizer website, which will be itcareerenergizer.com e and then the number of today's episode. Now that there are three new episodes of the show every week, make sure that you're subscribed to the show so you don't miss out. And don't forget to join the new IT Career Energizer community group in Facebook. If you're enjoying the podcast, it would be great to hear from you and to learn about your own career journey, your successes, opinions and thoughts on the future of the industry. Thanks for supporting the show. And remember, if you're not growing your career, you're slowing your career. Thanks for listening to the IT Career Energizer podcast. To find out more about building a successful career in IT, visit itcareerenergizer.com.